Hello and welcome back to this video, part two of my analysis of Impact's post on Andrew Tate. In the past, in the first part, I gave my initial reaction to this post. You can see that in the card above, which I'll add in the later part of the video. However, if you haven't seen the post, this is what it looks like. Without further ado, let's get right into it and give the six things which I think this represents problems of society and social media in general. The first thing is, is that this post clearly doesn't do its due diligence or its research. What I mean by that is, all it does is base its arguments on six randomly collected sentences that Andrew Tate has given throughout all of his online um, corpus, all of his online work, and then use them as individual arguments to demonstrate his entire character and personality without recognizing anything of every, anything else he says at all. And I think that that is clearly dangerous. Just to illustrate, if you put a camera in a locker room for over a month and picked out the five worst sentences you heard out of context, you would probably think that you're listening to a dialogue straight out of hell or something really, really horrible, and you'll think that everyone in that locker room were all monsters. In the same way, if you took the top six worst things you've said, jokes you've given in your entire life out of context, without any explanation at all, you would definitely be looking way worse than you think you are. Someone might think you're the devil. In the same way, I think that this does um, annotate very, very unfairly. For example, if you look at this, all of these posts are just short clips, short clips, short clips, short clips, and the worst thing I think about it is not necessarily the idea of the existence of short clips, but the fact that they haven't even bothered to put any of the links or the sources to where they got it from. So, like, if you go to the end, you don't even know where these clips came from, right? Like, if you, okay, I hear this quote, I don't really like it that much, I might want to learn more about it, but, well, why are they hiding it? Why are they hiding the original clips? Why are they hiding the original information? Why, where is the entire video so that people can contextualize what they're saying? For example, if in one of this thing, he's saying, well, oh, and I think here it is. Um, let me find the page for you. Uh, I think here it is. Just because they've been through Les Dick. I'll say this right <laughs> here on the fucking internet. I don't give a shit. People sit there and go, oh, you can't say that. Yes, I can. A 19-year-old is more attractive than a 26-year-old woman. And I'll tell you why. Because that 26-year-old has talked to more guys, been to the club more times, been more places, been fucked and dumped more times, more arguments, more hard So you get the concept here, right? Yes, this might sound ridiculous to a liberal or someone who's left-leaning. But, well, of course, I'm not saying that that's great or whatever, right? But you have to understand that, well, this, he gives arguments both before and after. You need to understand the context of which he's saying. And the problem with this side provides absolutely no context, gets a part that you really dislike, ignore absolutely everything else, and, and view that as completely representative, which is something which is clearly very dangerous. And that leads me to the second point, that it is clearly a form of hypocrisy from Impact by doing something like that. In the same way, Impact constantly has very, very bad takes on their website. We look at through their um, posts, of course, there's things which they say are good, and everyone does give good takes. But there are also people who give absolutely horrible takes. For example, over here, no conservative ever believes that conservatives or that sex ed is showing kids porn in class. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in a very, very long time. In the same way, a lot of other things that they say, for example, oh, people are killing people because of Joe Rogan or, or stuff like that is, is clearly ridiculous and are misrepresentations of the facts. Now, of course, they do have good takes as well. I'm not saying that this is completely a useless site. But at the same time, if you're only going to take certain takes to say that that's representative of everything, you can get this site very clearly and say, well, this is just trying to brainwash kids in leftist, liberal, dangerous ideologies. And and while if you only use a certain few sites, then well, naturally you would figure out that that could very easily be the case, illustrating the problem of social media. Because what social media does is to try to get a massive work limit it down to a 20-second snippet, and then use that 20-second snippet to represent absolutely everything, when there's actually so, so, so much more work going on behind the scenes, which isn't actually being represented by social media. I think that that's very dangerous, especially for critical thinking. So when you're thinking critically about someone, you have to recognize that, okay, I'm giving X, Y, and Z argument because of these reasons. When I'm analyzing your X, Y, Z argument, I'm also looking at your argument, I'm looking at your reasons, and saying, well, what part of those reasoning are good? Where along your chain of reasoning did you make a mistake? 
And where in that chain of reasoning can I correct you and have a discussion with you about how we can actually move towards the truth together? What the main problem I have here is that saying, well, okay, let's get rid of all the X, Y, Z reasoning. Let's get X only and say, well, let's look at X and then use that to represent absolutely everything and cancel someone based on X. I think that that is clearly unhelpful and just doesn't help anyone in a critical thinking sense. And is a really dangerous form of reformism and also a very dangerous form of cancel culture. Now, the second thing that, or the third thing we'd like to talk about is that some people really do get good things from Andrew Tate. And what I mean by that is a lot of the things he says is not just about women, it's not just about these controversial things, but some of the things he says are really, really helpful. I know loads of different people who have helped by advice given by Tate directly or via advice which sound like Tate or have a similar understanding. For example, his idea that if you're going through a tough time, sometimes you just have to keep your head down and work hard, go to the gym no matter what, is something which is very, very important. If I'm going through a tough time, sometimes I'll recognize at the end of the tunnel, there's always going to be a light and you have to keep your head down and work through it. And, and yes, at the time it might feel really, really horrible, but it's part of life that you have to overcome it. In the same way, those things are very, very beneficial messages, along with a lot of other things that he says. And as a result, by ignoring all of that other messages and only focusing on a few of the negative things he says, is clearly going to detract or make people who actually did get something good out of it feel bad. For example, imagine someone, and I know a lot of people who come out of depression because they have heard such messages, right, either from Andrew Tate or not from Andrew Tate, regardless, right? If you suddenly said, well, oh, you're doing that and now you're a misogynist, as this post suggests, because it, said, it literally says you're teaching, um, you're teaching young men to be misogynists, right? If, if that's what you're told after you've gotten over depression from listening to something that he says, and then now you feel all horrible about it, I mean, like, what image are you trying to teach people, right? I mean, it is the nature of social media that people are going to have good tastes and bad tastes, which are always going to be amplified by, as I've said before, the shortening of clips. And if we're always going to just demonize other people for just following some guy, well, that's just going to be absolutely horrible. And that's going to be absolutely unhelpful for the person. And as a result, I think that at the end of the day, you have to, you have to separate the wheat from the chaff. And that leads me to my fourth point. At the end of the day, there's always going to be good and bad things on social media. It's our responsibility when we're going on social media to really use our brains and say, well, is this good? Is this bad? Is this good? Is this bad? Go to each individual post and analyze it for ourselves. It could be from the exact same source, exact same person, but we have to analyze and think critically about it. Because at the end of the day, if you're not thinking critically about something and say, well, I like this guy, well, everything he says has to be correct. Well, then things bad, bad things can definitely happen. And in the same way, you cannot necessarily blame the source for all the bad things it should cause. If someone drinks bleach, because Trump said drink bleach in response to COVID as a joke, well, I mean, Yes, it's not nice that you made that joke, but it's quite clearly that you have some stupidity as a massive issue in your brain as well, right? Like, you can't just blindly follow absolutely everything you see on the news or in social media and treat it as the gospel. In the same way, it's our responsibility when we're using social media to actually look at the good and the evil, to actually look at what's correct and what's not. And by just randomly removing them, it, it does not allow us to have this conversation. It does not allow us to have this discussion and this thought. The next thing we want to talk about is also the idea that I think that removing tape from internet, as this suggests, would not actually do anyone any good. For example, it says here, well, oh, um, social media have, should be accountable for giving the largest, loudest microphones to the most dangerous people. Well, yes, it is a loudest microphone to the most dangerous people. But at the same time, I want to stress so much is that, well, how are you expecting people to develop their critical thinking if the only thing they listen to is your own ideology and your own echo chamber? It is that is vitally important that we separate the idea that you have your own na narrative and the idea that, well, okay, I want to have different views, but at the same time teach people critical thinking. Because no one can critical think if they don't have opposing views to test themselves against. And as a result, you just get rid of everyone who you disagree with. That is not, and I want to make it very clear, that is not critical thinking. That is not inclusivity. That is brainwashing and a totalitarian state. And that is very, very, very dangerous. So that is just kind of my thoughts about uh, removing tape, because that's definitely not helpful. I will definitely do more harm than good in any sense of the imagination.
Does that mean I agree with what Tate is saying? Definitely not. I think a lot of things which Tate says are incorrect and are unhelpful. However, at the same time, I do recognize a lot of the things he says are beneficial and can be seen to edify and develop people's lives, especially if they're going through very, very difficult times. He gives people the hope that someone can go from an absolute nothingness to gain a lot of money, regardless of how that money is gained. I don't know. I haven't done that much research about Tate. I think that a lot of things which are said on this post are not very accurate and have not done its due diligence. There's not enough sources or anything to believe anything that this post has said, as I've just developed before. But at the same time, you really have to think carefully about what you're doing before you actually come to it. And it just really, 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 and I'm saying really, really unhelpful to just cancel someone just because you disagree with them. That gets you absolutely nowhere. And finally, and this is the most important point, is that society is being pushed towards the extremes because of this situation. If you look at society at large, there is the conservative right and the liberal left on both sides of society. Both sides misrepresent each other a lot of the times, view each other as a devil, and then as a result, push each other further towards extremes and people within feel pressure to be forced to the side because either one side is demonizing the other or the other side is demonizing the other, as we see on this post. And what it leads is that people in the middle cannot actually have that important community to drag both sides together to build a community of love, respect, and value, but rather leads um, them to be pushed apart into a community of ad hominem, of straw man arguments, which are just very, very dangerous and very, very disheartening to see in society. And as a result, if all you're going to do is just point to the other side and say, oh, you guys are toxically masculine, you are what X, Y, and Z, you people are whatever, even if you're right, you have to think at the end of the day, well, is that beneficial to society as a whole? Am I calling this person a, a misogynist or am I calling this guy a bigot, something which is actually going to help him stop being a bigot? Or is it going to actually help him or push him away from even further? Or that likewise, on the same side, if you're going to call this someone um, extreme liberal who doesn't care about people's lives at all, well, do you think that that's actually going to help the discussion to bring us together as a community? I want to end this video off on that um, point, and I hopefully you will understand what I'm trying to develop here. I'm not arguing for or against impact or or whatever. I'm just trying to say that this post greatly represents society that we're living in and is the best way in which we can understand how we are to move forward in life together. I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe. I'll see you soon. Make sure to go check out part one if you're interested in Instagram. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next one. Goodbye.